Welcome back to the United Pubcast, Manchester United 2, Wolves nil. I was almost about to say 1-0, but obviously Ganacho did get that late goal just as we're setting up the stream, thank God, to make it a little bit more comfortable during that injury time when I'm sure everyone had a little bit of nerves when Harry Maguire was coming on for Rafael Varane, but we did see the game out. We saw it out in style. Great to see Ganacho back with a goal. It is 2am on a Sunday morning, um, so Larry should be with us any second, so he'll jump in the stream and obviously give his thoughts as well. So um, get all your thoughts in for me to bounce off um, your ideas and opinions as well um, post-match because a huge three points will go around the grounds and have a look at the other results. Um, I think Chelsea stayed a draw, and I know, I'm pretty sure Tottenham were losing at the end. So um, a big week for Manchester United. Um, could have gone three defeats in a row, which is almost unheard of um, at Old Trafford or for Manchester United. But to bounce back with an important win like that, absolutely massive. We'll get into the ins and outs of the performance, and was it good enough? Ultimately, for me, it was good enough because we've got three points. We can have an honest debate in regards to moving forward and what, what players and sort of how they all performed. But um, winning is winning. And Manchester United and potentially new owners need Champions League football next season. So a huge win for Manchester United. I'm um, very happy. If you are happy with that, please do leave a like on the video. Matt, good to see you, mate. Hope all is well. They made a great win. Of course, any win's a great win, but especially in, in the situation where they definitely needed it. And Rob, good to see you, mate. As always, um, would have been a, I, could, I could sense your heart attack in a group chat room. I could sense Rob's heart pounding um, throughout the match. Um, thought Fred had a decent cameo at the end. Yeah, came on and I think, well, I think he probably, unfortunately, just in regards to circumstance, found himself in that Harry Maguire negative substitution when it was happening because I um, think, oh, God, what's Fred coming on for here? But, yeah, ultimately came on and did provide a good little bit of energy, which was needed at the end of the game. Harry Maguire, and, well, Harry Maguire def defended well enough, so he got the job done. It is what it is. Okay, Raphael Varane comes back in to start against Lindelof next week against Bournemouth. I thought it was great to see Raphael Varane back. I think and it wasn't like a vintage performance or anything, I don't think, but just solid enough. And I think gave a little bit of calmness and sort of sense of security at the back. So great to see Raphael Varane back. And Rob's gone early with the 3-2-1s, Bruno, Anthony and Ganacho. Great to see Ganacho back with a goal, of course. I thought one of Anthony's better games as well. And Bruno Fernandes, I, I thought was very good as well. I thought Anthony Marshall, if Anthony Marshall stayed on the pitch a little bit longer, I thought we would have looked at um, Anthony Marshall's performance a little bit different. So I'll maybe touch on him in and around the three, two, ones. Maybe I'm on my own. Maybe I'll need Larry to sort of come and defend him as well, um, fight my corner with him. But um, any other thoughts, talking points on the match, performances, or around the grounds, do let us know. Um, Rob, thanks for the kit. Yeah, obviously a classic kit. I'm sort of reliving the treble as much as I can until maybe um, in a couple of weeks I'm unable to do so. So if you do have any shirts or any sort of memorabilia from 19... Um, enjoy it while it lasts because we might be sort of hiding away from that in a couple of weeks but no, obviously a proud part of our history and it will stay so look, I'll start with the start of the match well, as I said fingers crossed Larry does join us um, so I can get his thoughts especially Anthony Marshall's performance because I thought he was good now I didn't sort of scroll through Twitter too much throughout the match I have a feeling it was probably quite negative towards Anthony Marshall but I thought the performance as a whole was quite good in regards to, okay, very frustrating in the final third in regards to execution and sort of decision-making, which obviously could have made the game a little bit more comfortable. We could have had two, three goals. Fully understand that, and we do need to be better, both collectively and the individuals need to be better, no doubt. But I thought the performance to get to that final third was quite good. I thought we played out of the back quite quite well. Not, not to say David De Gea played like Edison or anything, but in terms of the back four and midfield linking up, I thought we progressed the ball quite well um, going forward and got in. And a lot of that, I think, was down to Anthony Marshall in terms of the way he sort of drops into some pockets and it sort of makes himself available for Casemiro, Christian Eriksen, Bruno Fernandes, etc. So I thought the football was good. Um, ultimately just let down a little bit of execution 
and quality in that final third. But in terms of, as I said, okay, we sort of treat these players as robots and okay, they're on so much money and they do have so much quality in their locker. We expect perfection from them. I think if you strip it all back and sort of remind remind yourselves, okay, these are human beings, the shot of confidence. They've lost their last two games sort of 1-0, absolutely struggling for confidence. They can feel the weight of the, sort of the fan base sort of on top of their shoulders. They think... Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think it was very naive of us to go and think we were going to see a vintage performance in Manchester United hit four or five goals past Wolves. I think given the situation, that was always going to be very tough. So it was going to be sloppy at times. It was going to be a bit nervy at times, especially towards the end. Um, obviously, other teams playing, still got Liverpool to play tomorrow. They wouldn't have known what the Tottenham result was happening around there. Obviously, they would have known the Newcastle result. So maybe that give, gave them a little bit of um, confidence. We could maybe touch on that. At the end, when we go through the other results, get me your, your thoughts in on Newcastle dropping points because that was good. But I also didn't like the point for Leeds because I obviously want to see Leeds go down. So I'm um, interested in around the grounds of the Premier League this weekend. But as I said, the performance today was good, uh, especially in my opinion, given the context of our confidence not being too high. Now I'll get into individuals as we go and sort of we'll wrap up with three, two, ones. Um, Rob here saying this game is all about the points, so I'm just critical. As I just judge every game is how um, we go against City in the final. Yeah, well, it's hard not to look at City in the final and think, okay, if we perform like that, what's it going to be? And I think we know what the answer would be. But it's look, I completely share that opinion and agree. It's 100% correct. Last time we played Manchester City, we weren't quite at it. in the. Oh, I thought we were very good in the first half, but not as good as City. We won. Okay, City sometimes don't win games 4 or 5 nil. Sometimes they, they win these games 2 nil as well. And um, that's not to say uh, we should be going in full of confidence against Manchester City, far from it. But it's a one-off game um, in a cup final. Now, yes, we do need to be a lot better. But, um, yeah, I do share your feeling. I I am watching that game and think, oh, God, if that's early in Haaland or if John Stone's getting on the ball, how's our midfield reacting? It's a crazy sign of the times when we're talking about John Stone's sort of dictating play in central midfield. But here we are. Um, It's a funny old game football. But in regards to individual performances, David De Gea, Obviously, one or two very sloppy passes at times, but I don't think disastrous or anything. I don't think negatively impacted our performance. David De Gea, I thought, was fine at the back. Good to see Lindelof and Verona. I don't think I could split their performance. I thought both very solid enough. Obviously, a clean sheet at home. We've got a very good defensive record by all reports. I haven't seen the stats, but I see a lot of numbers coming out in regards to suggesting we have a great um, defensive record at home. I think a lot of the goals we did concede in all the big wins we sort of conceded. We conceded against City, conceded against Arsenal, conceded against Liverpool in the, the game at the start of the season against Brighton. And pretty much that's all the goals we've conceded at home. So another clean sheet for like for Wan-Bissaka, I thought had a pretty solid game. I'm not sure if I'd be throwing him in 3-2-1s, but uh, Wan-Bissaka I thought had a very good game, both going forward um, and defensively. He's always going to give you a good performance defensively. But, um, yeah, oh, Wan-Bissaka is solid as usual. Luke Shaw, it's good to see him back at left-back. I think we sort of became a little bit comfortable and a little bit accustomed to him playing at centre-back. And, okay, he's now centre-back. Well, no, really, he is a left-back. And we need to see him. Um, and I think that was maybe sort of maybe benefited in regards to our performance going forward. As I said, in the final third, didn't quite click in regards to execution. But getting the ball there, I thought we did quite well. And maybe a lot of that was not a lot. But maybe in part, a lot of that was down to maybe Luke Shaw at left back and sort of just that more natural sort of ball progression rather than Diego Delo, who I like at left back. I prefer at right back, but I don't mind him at left back. Maybe a little bit sort of cuts in inside and plays that role a little bit different. Obviously, a lot more inverted than what Luke Shaw does at times. What about that moment from Luke Shaw? I just brought it, I'll just bring it up because it's fresh in the memory. One of my pet hates in football, not so much football, one of my pet hates of Manchester United over the years is Luke Shaw or whoever. It's usually Luke Shaw playing left-back, going, taking corners on right wing. 
I understand you can cover. Okay, if your left back goes over, there, you, you can bring someone in to cover left wing for the next uh, left back for the next thirty seconds. I understand that that's that's what's done. So we're not leaving a hole. But just in my mind, I don't like it. I, I don't like the left back going over there. It just leaves a huge gap in my opinion. That one time he did, I think he played a short corner and the ball got cleared. He must have made. How far would that be from the corner flag to win our half? That must have been a seventy meter run um, at full pelt to get a sliding tackle back to put the ball out and clear the danger. I thought it was brilliant by Luke Shaw, and we've questioned his. I wouldn't say work rate, but yeah, not work rate, but probably his physical capability to do stuff like that. So I thought that was an absolutely brilliant moment from Luke Shaw. And you think, well, if he mistimes that tackle and Wolves get in, they score one-one. It's a different game. So Luke Shaw, um, absolutely brilliant there. Um, Antonio here, I think Tom with that kid. Good to see you, mate. Um, it is cracking kid. Thank you. Keep all the compliments coming. I do appreciate it. Um, George as well. Wambasaka played well. Yeah, completely agree. Um, going forward then, so back four, clean sheet, all performed well, um, both as a unit. And include David De Gea in there, both in, as a unit and um, individuals. Midfield three, Casemiro, I thought, had one of his, I wouldn't say better games because he has been brilliant for large parts of the season. So I wouldn't say it was as a vintage Casemiro performance. But I think as a defensive midfielder, I thought he broke up play really well. I thought sometimes he's getting sort of those toes in, one or two little slide tackles. I thought defensively, Casemiro was very good. Maybe that's why Lindelof and Varane had quite a comfortable game. All in all, I thought Casemiro defended quite well. On the ball was very good, but then sometimes you think, oh, a little bit sloppy. But you're going to get that at times. So Casemiro was very good. Christian Eriksen is what he is. Very tidy. You'd say a solid six and a half out of ten. Nothing bad. Nothing wrong. I thought he got through a, quite a good um, defensive sort of um, performance today. Obviously, the comparison the last couple of weeks, and probably rightly so in regards to the position they take up, is... Um, Paul Pogba was saying, well, are we better without Paul Pogba or are we better with him? Who's the better player for Manchester United? And there's pros and cons. I would side on the side of Ericsson um, as things stand, but in terms of very similar in regards to the result of their defending. Now, Paul Pogba has the capability to do a lot more defending in terms of, okay, he has the legs to get back, but sometimes he chose not to get back, and that was through effort. Christian Ericsson doesn't have the legs to get back sometimes, but it's not through a lack of effort. Like, he is choosing to get back. He just doesn't really have that sort of in him physically, so... They kind of have the same result of sort of being out of position, but one's through choice, one's through just uh, he's unfortunate the physical traits he's been given. So um, Christian Eriksen, though, I thought defensively had a quite a good performance today as well. Um, attacking he is sort of what he gives you. Bruno Fernandez, I'll get everyone's thoughts of Bruno as well. I thought Bruno was very good. Um, obviously, in some of those games, in terms of you can have a good performance in his role, but the way he's scrutinised, he probably needed a goal or an assist to sort of sort of mark that performance as a real good one. So maybe he was lacking in that in that aspect, and once or twice he could have done better, but once or twice he was obviously let down by other people, not in a bad way, but let down a little bit. The one that stands out fresh in my mind is the Ganacho one, not to be critical of Ganacho, but just a little bit of immaturity on the ball. I thought it was a little bit better weighed, and he took his time with it a little bit more, cut in and drew the defender away, then played it. I think the one springs to mind there involving Bruno Fernandes was in lockdown. I think it was Edison Cavani's first goal away at Goodison Park. Just delayed it, delayed it, delayed it, cut into the right to bring the defender across, then played the ball. I think Ganacho was a little little bit sort of trigger-happy with that pass, but obviously made amends with the goal. So Bruno Fernandes, I thought, was very good. Actually, I can't remember the last goal, how the ball got there. He's saying Ganacho, maybe he did get the assist. Um, Bruno was everywhere. Um, Bruno ball for that last goal. Maybe did. Uh, I can't remember the goal. I remember the Ganacho goal. I don't remember how it got there. Maybe it was a Bruno assist, so it does some cap off a brilliant performance. I'll have to go back and watch the highlights. I'm not, not sure what I was watching. Antonio as well. Um, it was a very vintage Casemiro performance. He got a yellow. I'm starting to worry. What is his yellow card situation in and around the FA Cup final? 
I know he's not. I know he's not suspended for it. But um, if he gets a couple more in these last, what have we got? Three games left. Is there any situation where yellow cards could see him miss out on an FA Cup final? Um, please confirm my fears or, or don't confirm my fears in the chat. I'm not sure what the situation is. I didn't. I wasn't really listening to the commentary too much. I'm not sure if they did um, bring it up. That is starting to <laughs> potentially worry my mind because I know if he gets a straight red, if you got a straight red against Bournemouth, he would. Um, if he gets a straight red now, I think he'd miss the FA Cup final. So I'm um, start wrapping um, Casemiro up in cotton wool. Um, yeah, definitely need him. Yeah, don't. I'm trying not, Rob. I'm trying not to jinx it. Uh, apologies, everyone, in the chat about that. I'll try and do better. But obviously, into the front three. Front three, we're looking at Jaden Sancho. We joined the debate in regards to what you thought of Jaden Sancho's performance. I thought he played quite well in regards to what he was offering the team, but again, just execution and just lacking something. I don't know what it is. Let me know in the chat what it is. Is it confidence? Is it physical? Is it ability? I'm not sure, but he just wasn't quite there. I thought he played quite well in regards to the positions he was taking up, the way he was linking up and sort of providing an option for players around him. And I thought that contributed to the good performance from the team. But just if Marcus Rashford's fit, Jaden Sancho's not doing enough to sort of nail that left-hand spot down. Marcus Rashford walks back in and rightly so. So, Jaden Sancho was one of those ones I thought a good sort of six out of ten, but in the position he's in with Rashford sort of coming back, her fingers crossed coming back into fitness, um, Jaden Sancho is going to be relegated to the bench. And obviously he's now got Alejandro Ganacho. And I'm pretty sure even if you're a fan of Jaden Sancho, you'd you'd have Ganacho ahead of him in the pecking order, even after even after a small cameo like that. You'd say Ganacho has done more um in what was he on 20 minutes than Jaden Sancho has done since Garnacho has been out injured. And that's not to be critical or, or praiseworthy of Garnacho. I think that's just, unfortunately, a little bit of a fact. But um, obviously through the middle end, Anthony Marshall, I thought, had a very good performance. Obviously got the goal, big goal. If Garnacho doesn't get that second goal, we're talking about a match-winning goal. I thought it was a very good goal. I thought it was a good performance. That is not to change my mind now and say, okay, Eric Ten Hag trusts him and Anthony Marshall has a future at Manchester United. I still think individually. In regards to the situation around Martial, it is best to move him on for all parties. But in saying that, if we sell Veghorst or get rid of Veghorst and we don't get a striker over the line, we can't sell Martial as well. I think we have to look at the transfers and the incomings, and that will dictate Martial's future. I think individually, just if you just, okay, case by case basis, Martial's future is away from Old Trafford. I think that is best. But if Manchester United's transfer window doesn't go go to plan, whoever the owners are, I'll get to a comment in a little bit about the owners. Well, that might dictate Anthony Martial's future and um, Eric Ten Hag's desire to keep him. But as things stand, if we do go get a Harry Kane and another striker, great goal, oh, good goal by Anthony Marshall, good performance. Um, it's contributed well this season when he's been fit. Today um, doesn't change my mind in regards to the future. And I do like Anthony Marshall. I know Larry loves Marshall. Um, I think you just take this goal and enjoy it for what it is. And Anthony, one of his better performances, in my opinion, this season. Um, there was that run in the, it would have been the first half, went around the outside, sort of around halfway. And took a guy on into the box. It was about a 60, 70 meter run. I think he did start to cut in on his left and he tried to find a pass that wasn't quite on. Until if he found a way to put that ball in the corner, um, you would have been talking about one of the great old Trafford goals in terms of the visual. It was a brilliant run and showed a little bit of speed because Anthony, we think of this like quick nippy winger. He's not the quickest. Uh, he isn't. And maybe it's not speed. Maybe it's a more power thing in regards to getting his body in the right position to go past players. Um, I think he's quick off the mark, but that sort of long distance speed, he may, maybe doesn't really have the legs. But he showed a turn of pace there, and he sort of burst past the defender. So that was good to see. And obviously on the outside, once or twice took a touch to the right-hand side. And obviously the goal came from a right-hand part, uh, right-footed pass as well. So um, I thought Anthony, um, he gives you what he gives you defensively. That, that's never in question. But attacking today, 
I thought was quite productive. Got the assist, and I thought a pretty solid performance. I think Eric Ten Hag would be sort of, I would say, over the moon, but um, extremely pleased. I think if Eric Ten Hag was doing three two ones, um, Anthony might be might be top of the, that list. Just one comment here before we get into three two ones. And uh, Rob's off to bed. Have a good sleep, mate. Um, obviously, a lot easier with three points. But we will get in the three, two, one stuff. This comment, Joe, good to see you, mate. With the Glazers not selling and any too likely the summer budget will be small. Might be an unpopular opinion, but it's Greenwood gets straight into the first team. Very unpopular opinion. Greenwood, well, forget the opinions. I think the fact of the matter will be Mason Greenwood won't play for Manchester United. Again, I think the one or two rumours are starting to come out that he his camp believes that will be the case and he'll be notified of that officially. In the coming weeks, obviously, I think you do probably you do have to wait for new owners and um, that to come in. But yeah, I don't think Greenwood, and I don't think I've made my feelings clear. Whatever your feelings are towards Greenwood, I don't think it helps Manchester United. Guilty, innocent, whatever. Him being there is not going to help Manchester United. So, do I want him there? No, no I want players who are going to help Manchester United. Um, we'll be having plenty of Greenwood debates um, in the near future. So, if you aren't subscribed, hit that notification bell so you do join us whenever we do go live and. Um, Three, two, ones. We'll bring them up here. Get them in the chat. I'm not sure. Um, the, Rob put his in earlier in regards to three, two, ones. Bruno Fernandez. I thought, yeah, very good. And, uh, as I said, I have to go back and watch the Ganacho goal. I forget the pass from Bruno Fernandez, but you've alluded to Bruno assisting that goal. So, okay, you got the assist, and I thought a very good performance. But in my opinion, I thought Anthony had a very good game, uh, a, a very good game. And I always look maybe first. Maybe it's the coach in me or the manager aspect. I always look at a defensive performance first. Maybe that's negative. Maybe that's the wrong thing to do. Um, maybe as a Manchester United fan, I should be looking at attacking um, football first. But me, I'm always about to keep it solid first. And I thought Anthony, the defensive cover and output that he provides on that right-hand side, it's brilliant. Obviously, whoever has played it right back this season has done quite well in Diego Delo or Aaron Wan-Bissaka. But I think a lot of it is is down to that combination in regards to just that work rate and that extra sort of confidence they have that they're going to have someone in front of them sort of tracking back and doing that donkey work. So I thought Anthony was very good, but um, Bruno Fernandes is hard to go past just in regards to quality he did bring in sort of linking up that play because I did think we got the ball from the back four to that front three quite well. And that was obviously, and Christian Eriksen and Casimir obviously played that um, role quite well as well. But I think Bruno Fernandes was the that X factor in sort of breaking one or two lines. So I would be looking at Bruno Fernandez for three points, Anthony for two points. And then one point, um, take your pick. I'm not sure. I would probably give to Anthony Martial. Now, I did like Lindelof on Varane's performance. I just don't know who I'd split it with. I, I think I, if I gave it to Lindelof, it would be harsh on Varane. If I think if I gave it to Varane, I'd be very harsh on Lindelof. So I would be looking at Anthony Martial because, as I said, without that Ganacho goal, we'll be looking at a winner by Anthony Martial, 1-0. And um, so I would be going Anthony Martial. I'm sure probably a lot of people do disagree with me, but I did think the football was quite good in that first half in terms of how he was linking up play. I thought he carried the ball well a few times as well. So um, I would be going three, two, ones, Bruno, Anthony, and Anthony Martial. Um, fortunately, I don't have Larry with us to, um, well, he'd obviously give Anthony Martial points, of course. So there wouldn't be any disagreements there. But um, in the comments below, if you are watching on playback, do let me know yours and um, I can have a chat to you and maybe change my mind. But yeah, okay, we'll lock it in. Bruno Fernandez, Anthony, and Anthony Martial for the three, two, ones. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't have the letter in front of me. Maybe bring it up. Um, well, it's only a couple of weeks to go. We will keep it behind closed doors in terms of that order. Um, I don't know if it's a surprise who's winning. I, I do know who was winning. I don't know. It shouldn't be a surprise who's winning the three, two, ones. If any guesses, put it in the chat. But um, if there is anything else to discuss, throw it in the chat before I do wrap up. As I said, it's 2.20 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So if you are with us, 
and not in Australia, um, show us some love and some respect by putting a like on the video. That would be very much appreciated. But around the grounds, I'll just get the results. I obviously did watch the Newcastle game against Leeds. It's, it's what you want from Premier League football drama. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it's just one of those crazy events where the, I assume he was a Leeds fan, got on the pitch and went up to Eddie Howe and pushed him. Like, okay, he'll get a lifetime ban and rightly so, but what is the security doing? Apparently, he walked from quite a distance as well. He didn't just jump the fence behind the dugout. To get that close to a manager and put your hands on the manager, thank God nothing actually happened. But you can imagine the possibility of what could have happened. So um, huge result for well, Leeds and Newcastle, whatever the way you look at it. Is it a good point or a negative point for both of them? But um, you've got Leeds, Newcastle 2-2. As I said, it was probably the one game this season I wouldn't have minded Newcastle getting a win um, because I, do, I am desperate to see Leeds go down. But ultimately, that draw does um, not just sort of create us a bit of a buffer from Liverpool behind us, but a bit more pressure on Newcastle, I believe. If we bring up the table, that would actually have us... We go level with Newcastle now, don't we? Both on 66 points, obviously, they've got a far superior goal difference. So we are looking quite good. We've got a four-point gap on Liverpool. Liverpool play tomorrow, where Liverpool can obviously bring that back to one point. But I'm looking quite good in that top four race. And then in the games, all the games kicked off at the same time, didn't they? So just one quick look at the results around the grounds. Chelsea and Forest. Are you surprised Chelsea didn't beat Nottingham Forest at home? No, I'm surprised they took the lead at some stage. I did see they went they weren't one nil down, but then went two one up. Are you surprised they blew that lead? No, Chelsea. If you think we're having troubles at Manchester United, it's a little bit frustrating. Just thank God you're not supporting Chelsea at the moment. Oh, like when we were bad, like you thought, okay, Nottingham Forest at home. Okay, today's the day we turn it around. Today's the day. Okay, I can see a win coming. Chelsea going into this game, I think everyone going, yeah, Forest should win this. Forest could win this, and. Um, it's a crazy one. Um, Forrest will feel hard done by, I think, in regards to going away to Chelsea. I think there's potentially three points which could um, sort of save their season. So um, interesting result there. Crystal Palace beating Bournemouth, no impact on us. And Southampton getting relegated. Southampton has been a fixture of the Premier League um, for a long time. I think they got relegated maybe around 2003, maybe. I think we wore the black kit. Ronaldo's first season. I have a feeling we played them on the final day and Southampton went down then. And maybe they bounce straight back up. But Southampton always just a fixture in my mind of the Premier League. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe they never got relegated. But I think around then they did. And um, always a fixture and always a good club, Southampton. Um, it's a shame for them. Well, I, was, I, I honestly couldn't couldn't give a shit about it. But you just think their fans obviously having a tough day today. We think we're having a tough day in regards to, okay, we're going to get Champions League football. They've got championship football. So hard luck to Southampton. Um, fingers crossed for, for their fans. They can bounce back. Obviously, don't think any Manchester United fans have any ill will to Southampton. Um, other than that, fingers crossed Leeds can go down. Um, I'm not sure who else I want to go to. I'll, at the moment, for the for the laughs, I'd like to see Everton go down. But then when the Premier League rolls around next season, I do think Everton's an important fixture in the Premier League. So I would kind of miss them. So I'm not sure who I do want to go down um, to a company, Leeds and Southampton. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Pickford be relegated. I'm not happy with those Jordan Pickford um, to Manchester United rumours. Fingers crossed that is not the case. I do see him in a Tottenham shirt, um, most likely, though, if that is to be the case. But um, I do appreciate everyone joining us. Apologies, Larry. Um, You must have fallen asleep. It is 2 a.m., so I'll cut him some slack, uh, of course. It's 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. But... um, I do appreciate everyone's opinions and thoughts in the live chat to keep me going. As I said, there's a few in the chat, so please do leave a like on the video. They'll be very much appreciated. Definitely cheer us up. And um, look, hit that notification bell and subscribe because who knows, I'm sure there'll be an Ineos and Qatar um, breaking story anytime soon. And when that does happen, um, there'll be a lot to discuss. 
So up the Reds, um, three points, huge points for Manchester United. Um, two games or one game closer to Champions League football. And um, Eric Ten Hag is completing a very good season, as all roads lead to Wembley in the FA Cup final. Um, I think that's where all our focus is now. Well, Eric Ten Hag's folks obviously the cha- get to the Champions League football, but as fans, I think we can... We've got Chelsea at home. That's three points. Obviously, touch wood. But Chelsea at home, Fulham at home. I'll win those games. And fingers crossed Liverpool drop points in the meantime. We secure that top four and ruin City's treble. Uh, Well, our treble, City's potential treble. But until then, hope everyone has a good weekend and we'll chat to you quick, smart. Cheers.